0: welcome back automators we are here for another spicy episode today with jane and she's a feminine leadership and sexuality coach so firstly i just want to thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with me
1: yeah thank you for having me here Um, yeah great pleasure to get to know you and to share more about um,
0: the work yeah absolutely and on that note i mean i'd love to uh, just have you introduce yourself, say hi to everyone and just expand for a couple of minutes, uh, what you do, tell us a bit more about the feminine leadership and sexuality space that you're in. And yeah, just let us know who Jane is. <laughs>
1: um, so I'm Jane, Jane Wynn. um, uh, most people know me as Janie and, um, I'm a feminine leadership and sexuality coach and I work with a lot of female conscious leaders to really support them to move from a place like burnout, exhaustion, masculine overdrive
2: Mm. to
1: a place where they can fully show up in who they are as a woman, like unapologetically to really lead and live life from a place of soul, heart and be a juicy as fuck kind of woman in this world. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. So the combination of a bit of like leadership, but so much of it is based on feminine embodiment and sexuality as a way to show up in the world and create massive change.
0: Mm. I mean, I'd also love to kind of add onto the context a little bit for people and ask, was that kind of part of your own transformation as well? Is where you come in from that background and had to go through that work yourself?
1: Yeah, so I came from a very um, suppressed culture. So originally from Vietnam, and I came here, and even in my family background, I was like abused since I was very young, and then got into a six years abusive relationship with a man, and then when I got out, that started my whole journey into personal development and spirituality, and. Yeah, it's been such a, I guess, such a big ride, a big journey into more who I am as a woman and more and more so as I journey through this mutual work to recognise the importance of really working with this female body
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and to understand, like, my unique gifts, my unique way of showing up in the world and through that opening up a lot more into... um, feminine embodiment connection as well as sexuality and from there like you know women start seeing the transformation they're like oh how do you do that can I Mm. can you support me through that and so yeah I sort of arrived at this place because it has been so much of you know I did it for myself I, I had to go through that healing journey firstly for me and through that I became the change I was seeking for a long time and become the transmission and permission granting for women to step into the space and to create healing for themselves.
0: Mm. I mean, and for you, as you said, you were basically on this journey yourself. And that's kind of why you've gone down this road. And I'm sure you've obviously seen by how much better you feel and how much happier you are that you're like, oh, fuck, I want to help people who mm. are in that same place, be happier because there is another way out because you've done it for yourself.
2: Mm.
1: yeah and i think i guess the the sad thing that um and it's it's a lot of conditioning for women to function in current society in this world because for a long time you know women have believed that they have to show up like a man
2: Mm. they have to
1: push and hustle and they have to like grind to create success and that's not true Mm. And what my own experience and working with a lot of female leaders is that our female bodies are just not designed to run at that capacity like a man does. And mm-hmm. so through understanding the female body, how to deeply connect with ourselves, working with our cycles of sexuality, like there's actually such a different way of showing up in business in the way that's most truest most authentic to us and also to honor like the the depth of the feminine as of women in this world
0: mm. but even on that note you you mentioned um, women aren't kind of both to right at the same pace as, as men but even with a lot of that hustle and grind culture I've seen so many people men and women bring up the fact that it's just overall not healthy because they're like Got to work those twenty-hour days or 60 hour days, and <laughs> like you disregard everything else that you need in your life, and you just yeah like become miserable. Like I know for me, also not having balanced days and doing the things I actually enjoyed it was it was horrible.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you, and I think it's just such an old conditioning of business. You know, like you got to work harder. Like I don't know about you, but like Vietnamese culture, like. We have to be the slave to our work. Like, we're constantly mm. pushing and do work, and you know, it has to be hard. It has to be like, you know, pushing for it to be worth it. And um, yeah, for a lot of women, there's a deep desire to have it all, you know, yeah. be, the, you know be able to, yes, build an empire and legacy at the same time, you know, having. The dream relationship and epic sex and also be a mother and you know have children and have this amazing lifestyle like we can say yes to it all but it has to come from deep place like what works for them
2: Mm. not
1: what society tells you to do and i find that with a lot of women really like reconnecting to their feminine has been such a life saver because they can truly show up with full permission in the emotions or in the cycles and be like, yep, I can, you know, show up in business this, this way and create impact through being fully themselves.
0: Mm. Uh, so a lot of the, the women you're working with, they're still in the corporate kind of hustle life and you're helping them find the balance while still being in that life.
1: Well, it, it, there's a mix of both, like, sort of in corporate wanting to leave the corporate world Mm -hmm. and wanting to create like a different lifestyle and i'm I'm to work a lot with creatives artists and healers coaches like who are still on that grind that hustle and follow toe robbins kind of like you know you got to change your state and push and you know make it happen and live your dream yeah and as much as I see how important that is, at the same time it um, it limits our full expression, our vulnerability, our authenticity in the way that we show up. Because in somewhat it it tells us that who we are being is not enough as a leader.
2: Mm, um,
1: yeah, and we have to project this whole you got to be, like, successful. you got to be this and you've got to be more positive. Like, I don't believe as much in positive vibes anymore. I believe in authentic vibes. Yeah. And I believe that when we truly show up with our heart wide open, like, we impact much more because we're able to relate to a deep, authentic level. It's a soul-deep connection. And that is such, like... A different way of living relating as well as creating business it's much more juicy and for me it's like i'm here for the juicy lifestyle
0: yeah so so you're saying it's like getting away from that almost like constantly pumping yourself up it's like no i have to be putting out only good vibes only good vibes when that's just not what you're feeling
1: yeah and i guess like seeing like um it's a different frame you know working with the mask and it's really about Um, I guess the result, the outcome versus working with the feminines, like honoring where you're at, because I believe that our emotions are simply just signals from our body telling us, Hey, something is not aligned. Something is off. Um, And instead of trying to numb ourselves, instead of trying to disconnect from that deep intuitive wisdom of our body like we can really meet ourselves there and bring yourself because in, I believe in our true you know, full expression, wherever we are in our life can create such an impact. It's like, it's, we share from that place and, um, mm-hmm. this intimacy there. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, I mean, how long were you, so you said you grew up in Vienna or were kind of born there. How long did you stay there?
1: Um, so I came here when I was fourteen.
0: Oh wow! So you
1: um,
0: you like strongly had the culture kind of as part of your, like your personality mm. and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I came here when I was fourteen. Um, my mom just sent me here because she believed that I would have had a much better life. Mm. Um, yeah, and since then I just I feel more Aussie at the moment than Vietnamese. Um, yeah. I hardly speak Vietnamese at home, um, mostly it's just like communicate through English and it just been sort of like, yeah, my being, yeah.
0: But when did that, was there kind of a point when that tri- transition started to happen, you're like, oh, I'm actually starting to not drop, but kind of, kind of undo a lot of that conditioning from back then and, um, kind of take on more Australian mindsets, I guess you could say. Mm.
1: Um, there wasn't a like um, there wasn't a moment where it was like okay I'm gonna switch now. It has been always a gradual sort mm. of transitioning. Um, but I guess like every it's you know like um, working more with sexuality has always been on my journey because it's been such like a big imprint um, in my system. And mm. so throughout all that, um, even though like you know, I adapted more of the Australian culture where it's a lot more open. That sort of deep imprint has always been there for me throughout the journey, and it's yeah. always been about coming back and heal a lot of that trauma, um, and rewiring a lot of the old conditioning in my system. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but I get that. I mean, from from my country back in south africa there's a lot of i don't want to say mistrust of each other but it's like there's not very high societal trust because there is a lot of crime and you kind of do you do worry about like other people's intentions and stuff like that and even coming to a place like Bali or when i was traveling like i still always had those like default actions like checking who's around me like why is this person coming up to me type of things so I can understand it takes time to, to undo a lot of that previous imprinting, as you are saying.
1: Yeah, it's in, I still do, you know, there's stuff that unconsciously still come up and I'm like, okay, like I get, I recognise that so much quicker now. Yeah. And we need to come back to a place where it's more aligned. Um, so I really resonate with your, um, with your sharing around like that whole survival sort of mentality. from your culture like Vietnam we went through so many wars and so fight response is always like really strong in my system Mm -hmm. and and also because of the whole suppression like um I explained in my work it's called the good girl paradigm where a lot of women were like quite suppressed and have to like uh, follow rules and do certain things show up a certain way to be loved to be accepted to be validated. And it's actually translating all culture, not all culture, but most cultures that I know, um, and it's deep. And so working with those, I guess, cultural conditionings, um, it's quite important through this, yeah, this healing work. And it's not about getting rid of them, but acknowledging that has been a big part of why we're here, what made us us. Yeah, and also using a different way of okay thank you very much but no I'm, i want to show up this way my way
0: yeah so i mean did you find you were still because well i was wanting to kind of um yeah. go with the question was i mean so did you find that when you started working you were still taking a lot of that old mindset of like you have to like slave away like put in the the work and also in your relationships you said being more of a good girl not really Expressing your kind of true feelings, like, did you carry a lot of that for like a long time?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, it's been a big increase for me, and um, it's it feels like generalization, but a lot of women that I work with have been conditioned under that good girl paradigm. Not just in relationship, but in life, they can't speak up, they can't fully truly express you know, their needs, their desires, how they feel. Mm. They can't fully showing up, claiming their bigness, claiming their emotions. Like a lot of this translate across business as well because who we are showing up in relationship and life, essentially who we are showing up in business. Mm. We may think that we compartmentalize and go, oh, this is that person that I'm showing up for business. And this is why I find that it can be quite inauthentic because, Almost like we put on a mask and go, "Hey, this is me." But deep down, there's that inauthenticity that happens. And unless we address these deep core um, conditionings and wounds, we can't, yeah, like we can't fully show up in that place where our heart, our body, our soul are aligned and connected. And especially when it comes to our sex as well. Mm. Sex is a big part of business. If you're doing something that drains you. Like and this is I say to women a lot, like love is fucking too short, right? And if Mm. you show up in business and it doesn't turn you on, walk the fuck away. Because there's a different way where it it can be really alive and juicy. Doesn't mean that there's no challenges, doesn't mean that there's no resistance, but when you work with resistance in a way that's so aligned and opens you, it feels different. And, like, oh, i got to do it this way and grind and push and hustle. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Is, is it like you need to be, a, like, a fuck yes about it? Almost like you need to either be fuck yes or, like, fuck no.
1: Mm. And be clear about it. Um, I find that a lot of women don't own their yes or their no. They're sort mm. of in between. And, you know, part of the good girl thing, the yes girl. We sort yeah. of, like, go along and... Yeah, there's a lot of needs not being met, a lot of resentment, because we're not only claiming ourselves for yeah. what we truly want in the world. Um, and for me, it's an important quality as a leader to really, like, anchor in yourself and know what mm. you want, know what you're here to serve, know what you're here to transmit, because mm. not every leader is the same we all hold a different gift a different frequency to share and transmit to the world and unless we fully know ourselves how can we show up and impact others in a way that empowering for them
0: Mm -hmm. so actually doing that work and like working out and saying like what actually am i excited about what am i if i guess about and what am i like really a know about which maybe i've been doing so much of right until now
1: mm. it's common both men and women i think mm. um yeah just just a different way of doing business because i guess like the, I, I do have a lot of appreciation for the masculine principles which are a lot about like resilience you know which a lot about dedication and commitment like i celebrate that mm. and at the same time There's a balance of really finding
0: ways that work specifically and uniquely for you. Yeah. So for you, I mean, going from, as you said, kind of being the good girl and more than just relationships and work as well. And also that saving away kind of mentality that you had imprinted. How did you kind of start going on this journey of, um, learning these things about yourself, like the other sides of yourself and eventually get into the work you're doing
1: um there was a lot of rule breaking (laughs) yeah um i guess i really like i had moments well i guess before i get the business and everything it was a lot of rule breaking in my own life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of really looking at where were their rules that was imprinted on me that wasn't fully my choice
2: Mm.
1: and to really work through a lot of those conditionings um and that's why, you know, sexuality and sexual healing has been a big part of my journey of really claiming my voice, my truth, my boundary, my desires, my pleasure. Mm. And what happens is that when I found that when I unlocked a lot of my energy um, in my body, it unlocked a lot also expressions when it comes to voice, when it comes to my truth, my soul calling. Mm. because our body essentially like if you look it's, it's a full channel right and any center center there's being blocked stop us or stop the energy from moving stop life from moving through us and so a lot of my work has been about cleaning up the pipe and un- unblock the pipe so that things can flow um and through that it over time, is moving to like, how can I express myself in the way that who's alive for me and juicy for me? And I start sharing more mm. about my journey. Um, and then women resonated and they went to work with me. And more and more, there's it, it, different aspects, but it's like so much of my work is about like linking sexuality mm. and leadership because it's been a big missing piece. Um, Women showing up as leaders have been like dried up in mm. their life force, in their sexuality, and yeah, you know, I believe there's a different way of working um, where you can be so like ecstatic and alive and have all the pleasure in the world and make amazing impact
0: yeah I mean even just the last two years with obviously everyone suddenly having to work from home or just work in alternative ways I think that's a very clear example of it's like what we think things how how we think things need to be can be the completely like different thing it's like there are other ways to achieve the same result and people seem to be much happier at times obviously there's kind of two sides to it some people don't enjoy the solitude but like there are other ways. I think that's hmm. always a good example hmm. of it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's such a different world at the moment. And I guess with the more the chaos that's happening in the world, it pulls people back into their choice and their sovereign power. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, life is too short. Like, do what lights you up, what makes you feel happy and juicy and alive. Yeah. That's that's more anyway, you know? Yeah.
0: But I imagine also when you start working with someone new who's been like kind of really out of their alignment for so long, I'm sure they're probably very big jumps and changes in those first kind of few weeks working together, a few sessions. But then I imagine it's a long process um, of like chipping away and really digging deep just because that side of uh, the people you're working with hasn't seen light in so long.
1: Mm Um. Yeah, so I see it's a different layers of um, healing or empowerment. So obviously the first layer is always about self-healing
2: mm.
1: because unless... And I feel like um, what I've seen and noticed in a lot of the spaces is there's a lot of coaches who sort of go on this journey to empower others because they're afraid of, like, dealing with their own shit.
2: And, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, self-healing has to happen first, obviously. Yeah. And so that's sort of like the, the start for a lot of people who have like traumas in their body, who've been disconnected for a while, who sort of experienced a lot of adrenal fatigue or burned out. Um, but it was, for me, these people are not really like the like very, very beginning, if that makes sense. They have been sort of like exposed to some sort of spiritual uh, work before or personal development of work before they, at some level have le- uh, have a certain level of consciousness mm. to go into this deep healing work. Um, and from there, obviously, when they, at a certain level, they have this desire to be um, in devotion to something bigger than mm-hmm. themselves. And so that's sort of like the leadership starts from that point. Um, and then obviously more from that is training business and legacy and all that. But mm. I feel like there's different level um And I I see that's a different level of mastery in life that one got to be
0: initiated into. Okay. So that first level, like you said, there's many, many levels, but those first three kind of almost like you can't do anything else until you've got that self healing and self love and self mastery. And then you can start looking kind of at the bigger picture of, okay, how do I take this into work or business or relationships? I imagine. And then Mm. looking just bigger and kind of bigger and bigger, but start small and then seeing kind of how Mm. the work you're doing can impact a bigger kind of broader range of people or just a bigger purpose Mm. for yourself.
1: Yeah. Like the lot of the motto in our work is be the change you seek in the world. Mm. It has to start on that core because we are the common denominator in all Mm. our lives and all our relationships. And so from that, it's, yeah, it, it's a, such a big core principle of mine and anyone who step into my work know that this is where we start. Home is here in our body. Yeah. This is where the work is. This is where enlightenment is. Yeah. Um, unlike a lot of spiritual work, like our work, it's not so much about ascension, it's dissension. We're bringing everything back to the body, the human vessel. Mm. We, we show up. As spiritual human being in this vessel and we welcome life with open arms and all the messiness that it brings and mm. we find pleasure in that
0: okay so by dissension do you mean it's almost like no matter everything that's happening we try bring it back to like how is it influencing us kind of on the inside like how is it impacting us on the inside
1: Yeah, so there's, um, so ascension essentially means that you want to sort of like escape the human body and it's the detachment with this human realm. Mm -hmm. And you sort of like want to travel, you know, into multi-dimensions and 3D and 5D and all that and chasing. There's a core thing, which is chasing enlightenment. Mm. Versus distinction philosophy is all about like, we are God in human body. This is where the work is. This is where spirituality is. And through meeting light, through meeting edges of our beings that we come to meet God in ourselves, the goddess Mm. in ourselves, the God in ourselves, through meeting relationship um, that we meet God in another human being. And it's such a different philosophy. It's a lot more grounded It's a lot more... Like real? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people say, Oh my god, like your work, is, like it's just it's full of humanness, and I, like, I love it <laughs> because it's like the most real ground of spirituality work. Because if we're not here to experience this messy life, mm.
2: then
1: what's the point? What's the point, right? Um, yeah, so it's so much celebration for. Yeah, being this vessel, being a human and all the messy things that life calls us into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it sounds like you've had you've had a lot of influences kind of from different places. We spoke about you yeah, get this dissension you kind of picked up from somewhere else, if I understood correctly. Like who have been some of your influences, who or like what have been some of your big influences?
1: um yeah i mean a lot of my work has come from the core of tantra mm-hmm. um a lot of sexuality work like yeah a lot of archetypal work um medicine journeys it's just all over the place really and um like for years i did a lot of meditation and went to a lot of like buddhist temples and things and mm. um you know the core of vietnamese culture has always been like buddhism and so we always think about like going to temple and met got there and it's always chasing enlightenment because there's an avoidance of this painful human experience. And I did that for so many years. And what I found is that those so-called enlightenment experience didn't last because when I come back to human life, um, I went through like periods of depression, not wanting to be here, mm. you know, thought of like killing my life because like feelings are just too painful. Mm. And so yeah, having from different work and being exposed to different philosophies, like it comes to a point where I feel a lot more grounded in my body and this is why sexuality has been a big part of it because it grounds you into these forms, this vessel. And I've never felt more spiritual, you can say, or you know, happy
2: yeah. like, deeply,
1: like, blissful, happy, and in love with life like hmm. I am right now, and so. Through all that, I found, I guess, like I found my own way of showing up in the world and making impact um, through
0: what I've learned. Mm. Yeah, but the one part I really I really loved is how you spoke about like, you did have a lot of this Buddhist influence growing up because that's obviously um, very uh, Vietnam. That's what they follow. But what, what I've also found from like learning all different kind of um Having lots of different influences, learning different, very different mm. modalities and things like that, as you start to take bits and pieces from each one, you're like, oh, they're actually kind of saying the same thing, but in a different way, and that resonates better with me. And you bring that in, and then you start bringing in all yeah. these different pieces, and it's almost like a lot of them are saying the same, almost kind of like the same thing with same like overarching concepts, but they say like in different ways, and sometimes one resonates better with you in another way, and you take that and. And that also then shows up in your teaching, I imagine.
1: A hundred percent, because, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here without those teachers and philosophies. And you sort of take what resonates with you and sort of like live parts that like a bit more um, dogma and, you know, unresourceful. Um, Yeah, I guess like with a lot of religion and spiritual philosophy, there's always... Shadow sides of everything. And yeah. so you sort of got to be mindful of what you take on and which parts you leave out.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that note of teachings, I'd love to uh, touch on this as our last uh, topic is in the programs you're running and the coaching you're running, how does that kind of look with the people you're working with? Are you, uh, like how long are you working with people? How do you kind of structure it? How do you kind of go about teaching the way you teach?
1: Yeah, I guess like there's there's two courses. One, which is more group work.
0: Mm -hmm. So At the
1: moment, I'm running a program called Sacred Devotion and essentially bringing women back to the sacredness of who they are as a woman, as a goddess. Mm. And it's an eight-weeks journey, and the big thread throughout all of that is embodiment. So we're coming back to the body, accessing different parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We go through the four main centres, which is to solve... The heart the womb and the sex as a way to open and unlock um, your full permission your full potential as a woman mm. and so that's sort of the group work and then in terms of personal coaching I mean I guess it's it really depends um, where the person is at mm. again the core of it is embodiment working with the body working with you know their traumas healing a lot of that but it just depends where they are and what have they done on that healing path. Like just, it's hard to say, but yeah, between six to 18 sessions, depending on where, where they are really. Um, but yeah, we still go through the four main centers throughout those sessions and mm. just really figure it out like, cause for someone, they may be like completely like really, you learn know, like soul led and connected to soul and their mm. mission purpose but their heart is like completely like locked. So they experience a lot of pain when it comes to relationship with men,
2: mm.
1: or intimacy, or they had trauma in the past where they like completely disconnect from their sexual pleasure. And so that will be the main focus for others. They're like, oh, you know, they've been the good girl for so long. So now it's really about like breaking the rules and claiming the voice and expressions we work, we work more with the power center to mm. really claim and ignite that fire so that it becomes free-flowing for them to just speak their truth and to own what they desire.
0: Mm. I mean, in the the group coaching as well, it sounds like even if you are working with each person, kind of bringing up different topics for different people mm. in still the group setting, people can still take away bits from that, even if it's not their main kind of thing they're trying to work through. And then maybe they come in, into that issue later and then they have that bit of knowledge or they remember the experience. So that's, that's, I think that's very cool that you kind of get to see other people working through things as well.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So much of the work is based on the body and the body reveals so much, like the body mm. doesn't lie. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, so much of my work is actually um, dropping beyond the mind. Like, what I found with a lot of women leaders coming come into my space is like at some point, mindset alone just doesn't cut it
2: mm. because
1: they keep hitting the wall and they're like, Oh, I really want a relationship. I want to open to men. And it, you know, it translates into like how they want to call in their clients, for example, from a place of like intimacy and relationship. And they're like, Oh, I'm not sure what's blocking. And then when they unlock that, it's free flowing. Mm. because we want blocking ourselves from universe abundance and life
0: yeah and sounds like also not just being kind of head thinking it's like really getting in tune with how it makes you feel in your body and talking about um working on the sex and the womb and things like that
1: yeah it's really cool like being like that's why i love being a woman because um like my work really shows the incredible gifts mm-hmm. and power being this female body yeah. because a lot of, you know, feminist movement is like, oh, you know, we can be equal to men and we can be like men. Like, I don't want to be like a man. Like, <laughs> I love my body. I love a female body so much. And when a woman comes to really love herself in her body, in her own skin, Mm. And to really love all the bits that come with being a woman. Like we have our cycles every month and how can we love ourselves in that and still show up in the world with so much reverence and love. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think at, at the core of my work, it's just like the celebration of women and the feminine and the gifts that we have for the world
0: yeah absolutely and as we wrap up i'd obviously just love to thank you for for sharing your stories and your journeys and i really enjoyed the the talks about like the layers and things like that i mean what's the what's the best way for people to to connect with you and learn about your programs or just start a conversation with you what's the best way for people to reach out
1: um so you can go to my website which is Mm sacredfemininedevotion.com or you can um, connect with me by Facebook and Instagram. I'm very social. that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just, you know, drop me a message, connect. Um, it's, it's very relationship-based anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, connect, and we'll see how we go from there.
0: Absolutely. And we'll obviously include everything in the bottom four to make it easy for everyone. But, yeah, thanks again for the time today. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's been so fun.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator Series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is, I want you to reach out to me if uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me, It's so no pressure, no strings attached, send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.